Boom, we're live. Yay! Hagscast episode uh, 9. Yep, we're on 9 now. I was going to make it 10 in a season, but I decided to change my mind. We'll just make it a 2018 season. And I'll do an end of section review in my next one. Okay, today I've got Nexus. How are you, Nexus? Good, thanks, mate. You? Right, I'm good, man. I've uh, just woke up. <laughs> nice. I had, uh, had a bit of a... I thought I had a migraine coming on, but it was just tired. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been suffering from migraines recently, and now I have to wear glasses when I'm working. Yeah, screen glare is a bad bad one for that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I get visual, visual migraines, they called it. I literally got my glasses today. Huh? I'm trying to wear them in, yeah. Takes a little while for your your eyes to adjust, and the feeling of wearing glasses—that's pretty weird as well. Like, yeah, because it's not—it's not the same as wearing shades. So you're used to wearing shades when you're driving and stuff like that. It's really yeah. easy. But wearing, I'm wearing my glasses now while I'm fishing on well. Um, <coughs> it feels really weird. <laughs> I, I don't look look at the screen when I'm fishing. I, I just I get I get one of the big the bubbles. Yeah, yeah, put the mouse over it, right? Watch Netflix. The bubble goes, buff, click it. There you go. I normally do that, but um, yeah. Right, good fun. Anyway, the, uh, where did you come from? Um, I'm originally born in Blackpool. Right. Okay. In the UK. Um, but I moved down south when I was 17. What did you know? Sorry? What, 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 yeah, what age are you now, yeah? Uh, I'm, th I'm 33, so I've, I've lived down south like 16 years, 17 years, something like that. All right, okay. Living down south. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's better weather, just the, you know, the, uh, like the food and the clothing is a lot different up, up, up north and stuff like that. The way people talk, obviously. Yeah. Well, you certainly get that everywhere you go, eh? Hey, there's, Slight differences in fashion. I mean, I, I don't give a oh, fuck yeah. about fashion. You know, I'll go about in t shirts like well, that, three or six or five days a year. Yeah, trackies and a hoodie. Trackies and a hoodie. That, oh, that is a. Uh, is that no Liverpool that people that do that? Well, like no, that's, she that's shell suits. Yeah, shell oh, suits with up quotes. Matching shell suits with uh, big curly wigs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not to not to stereotype them or anything. No, like no, no, no. Wouldn't stereotype at all. Everyone in Scotland wear kilts, don't they? You don't have trousers. Mm -hmm. Oh well, to be fair, I wear mine at every possible opportunity. You know, it's even, it's better, a even at bedtime. <laughs> well, you know, depends on the wife. The <laughs> we get um. Oh shit! What was I going to say about that? There. It's a it's a thing that's not actually it wasn't originally Scottish it was uh, oh, right. I, I can't remember where it came from but we stole it <laughs> is it like a Viking thing is it or something kinda but I don't think it was the Vikings I think it was I don't know Holland or some shit um, let's see if I can google this guilt or oh, Oh, hang on. The kilt 
as a Scottish government, blah 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 blah. Other cultures have governments before the similarities to the kit. Ah, right, okay, blah, blah. Uh, Alright, there was other dresses that were similar. I'm assuming we used it for practicality or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> um, but not a lot of people in Scotland own them because, you can, I mean, you can buy a kilt off of eBay for like 50, 60 quid. But, or my one, which costs £250. But it's, it's a it's a better quality, obviously. But do you think um do you think that modern society is like phasing them out because it's a, a traditional sort of dress? No, 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 no. Um, even even the young team are wearing them. Okay. So it's it's not as if it's just the older guys that are doing it. It's 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 always been a thing. But it's it's the isn't it is it right with the tartan equates to the family, right? You, yeah, you do get the. Color, different colors, tartans, um, different, different. I've got a Jones tartan, which is Welsh, which is actually quite horrible. Um, <laughs> but since I was in the Black Watch, um, in the army, I use that tartan if I'm going to. Well, that's what I've got upstairs on my one. So I wear my regimental tartan, okay. whereas. If you're going to a, a wedding or something, see, like my dad's friend, he, uh, they had the Rangers tartan, which, which is a football team. Yeah. So, yeah, that is what it is. Eh? Hmm. What way? What was wrong with you? Was did you have a flu, or you just been buried down with a migraine? Oh, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I had a sort of cold and flu, and um. I just didn't want to like sort of stream and sniff and sneeze all over, <laughs> all over, all over Twitch TV sort of thing. So I just decided just to sort of hibernate uh, and try and get over the, the cold because uh, obviously I got work today and I can't afford to be off work at the moment. Got lots of stuff on. Yeah, yeah, you're you're actually better. You'd probably be over a cold and or flu, and like two days if you were able to just stop everything yeah and just just sweat it out aye and, and just get loads of fluids in go to bed eat loads of chicken soup drink loads of water yeah you'd be over it really quick but since, since you're having to spend energy going to work you're talking like a week a week and a half mm. <laughs> we used to have like I've had like thousands of thousands of colds because I've, I've got asthma I've got allergies and shit like that so I'm used to it so I know I to like sweat it out in a couple of days. Aye. Aye. So do you get, we asked me, do you get more colds than normal? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, with asthma, it's just like when the um, that's peak of summer where all like, the rape seeds and stuff like that in the fields are, are like prime. A bit mm. difficult to breathe in. Um, but with the, like, I'm allergic to like dust and grass and stuff like that 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 gets my colds going okay huh i remember that horrendous i've seen a when i was in the army we'd done a an exercise and there was an ambulance there ambulance goes everywhere with you 
well, most of the time. So the guys are training in this field, and it's really, it's like knee-long, high grass. But it's not just grass, there's weeds and everything in there. Mm. Um, flowers and whatever. So the guys are training through there. The next thing, I goes up to the ambulance, because I knew the guy, that I knew the medic. I opened the door and there's like four boys sitting there, face, it looked like they'd been punched really <laughs> badly by yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> and their face had swelled up, and their nose was puffy, their eyes were puffy. And it, they were using, uh, there's a f- air filter inside the ambulance to give them fresh air and filter the pollen. It's not just for pollen, but, you know. And, uh, yeah, the, he's like, shut the door, shut the door. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, I feel it for they guys, right? It's, it's, it can't be nice. No, it's hor- it, it can, if you get in your eyes and stuff like that, it can be horrendous. Mm. Well, that was hay fever. I don't know if Asmus the same. Yeah, well, I've, got, I've got that as well. I've had that. Hay fever, asthma, allergies. Yeah. They should put me down, really. <laughs> My brother's got it. My brother's got asthma. I don't think he's got hay fever, though. He never had any bother with that. No, well. I should go to fast food. Go to fast food. Um, I'm I'm slightly addicted to KFC. Slightly. Yeah, like um. So when I was 15, 16, I worked in KFC for a year, and then uh, 17, I um I joined the military. But um, when I when I drive from my base to another base, there's a KFC on the way, and uh-huh. I have one every time I go. And if I I have a, like a rule when I'm going up the motorway to do a course or something at a different station, that if there's a KFC on the way, I'll stop. <laughs> you actually so. go out your way to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a it's like a tradition. Hey, fair play to you, man. If that's what you want, you go for yeah, it. I love, I love chicken. I love chicken. I like, uh, we've got a Burger King at the service station next to where I work. Yeah. And if you go in, you ask for a residence discount. And uh, they knock off. It's not an amazing amount, but it's certainly cheaper than not getting the discount. Oh yeah, because it's like it's like nine pound a meal or something like a Burger King, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So you'll knock it down to like what seven, seven pound for a meal, which still a lot. It's isn't better it? than nothing, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's better than better than nine. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it makes it tolerable to actually go there. Oh, God, no. My dog's uh, got a touch of incontinence. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Horrible cow. Anyway. Um, yeah, what, uh, so what do you do for work then? Uh, I'm in the uh, Royal Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been for 16 years. Oh, wow. That's why I said when I, when I was 17, I moved down south just because I joined the military. Right, okay. So how long have you been based where you are then? Uh, where I'm at currently, I've been here five years. And I spent 10 years at um, Bryce Norton. Right, okay. I'm hoping, to go back, I'm hoping to go back there soon, but yeah. 
um, with it was like eighteen months in, in like in training and stuff like that. So basic training, tra- and my and my actual trade training, right? As well, I've just uh, I've just signed on for an, a, a further eight years on top of my twenty two. So I'm actually due out in twenty thirty three. Yeah, a long time. But yeah, I'll I'll just do my my twenty two years, which comes up in twenty twenty five. And then I'll get out because I qualify for my military pension then. Aye, yeah. Yeah, we do something similar in the army. Yeah. Did they try and get you to sign on to the new pension scheme? The what pension fifteen? I can't remember. Oh, there's um. I used to be on seventy five. Yeah. And then the ask for volunteers for pension two thousand five. Um, not a lot of people take took it. And pension 15 is mandated, so you have to take it. But is that, if you're already on the old one? You, it, it's the amount of years you've accumulated on, on the old one. So say, um, what was it, three years ago? So I've, done, I've, I've qualified 13 years on pension 75. Right. And now I've got three years on pension 15. So All right. I'll, I'll still get like a lump sum um, when I come out for 22 years and... It's, it's it's massively overcomplicated. You get some money when you leave. You get some money when you're 67. Yeah, I know. It's fucking outrageous. You, to be fair though, when you get out at the end, they do look after you. You'll get a easy fucking wage and just get some part time job. You'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of ex military people that um, don't get the the help that's needed from the from the government and stuff like that and no, I don't. Uh, it's it's statistically known that most homeless people are ex-military I didn't know that yeah yeah a lot of homeless people are ex-military because um, they suffer from um, PTSD or they just can't hold down a job because they're so um, their military lifestyle is so engraved into them yeah. that going yeah. on to a civilian street is a hard transition and they just can't keep down a job, so then they become um, homeless and skin, and then they've got to live on the street. Because once, because once, once you're out, after like the first couple of months, you're out. The military just sort of well, it's gone. They see in a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's thanks, gone. Thanks, thanks for your service. Here's your money. Here's your pension. I see in a bit. Hmm. Which is a shame because the military isn't a job. It's a life. Yeah. And you learn yeah. to live that yeah. life. And people that join when they're, was it 18 plus, are more than likely to stay and do their full whack, their full term. Because... You can join uh, as young as 16 and a half now. I, I started joining the army when I was 15. And then I done my selection and I'm going to say December... I was 16 in, in December, and I swore my oath in January, and I was in the first day in camp, it was the 25th of Jan- 24th of January 2004, and uh, done six years. I, jo- mm. I joined up uh, 9th of October 2002. It's weird how you remember the date though, eh? Yeah, oh you, you remember everything, don't you? Oh service yeah. Num- service numbers engraved into you, I bet you can still remember yours. 25180608. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Mm. You'll never forget it. Nah. It's just a number that you've got. 
Yeah, in the army, you are a number. You know, and you either accept it or you don't. You know, it's you have to learn that number off by heart. So do you know your? Uh, in fact, no, I don't think you should say your fucking national insurance number. Yeah, yeah, I know that part. Yeah, yeah, I know that one as well. My my dad went right. Here's your card. You've got two weeks to remember this because I'm cutting it up. But <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I, I know it. I know it off by heart. Aye, that's, that's the way to do it, like. It's, uh, I had mine for a good few years, like. But, uh, inevitably, you lose it as everything else. You don't really use it as much as you initially think. Oh, I don't, anyway, but I've been in the same job for 16 years, so. Why? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, have you been in any operational theatres? Yeah. yeah, I've done um, Optelic, Opheric, which is uh, Iraq and Afghan. Yeah. I've done Afghan... Uh, that place is a shithole. Three, three times, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, done I went once, and that was me. Yeah, I went to uh, Kandahar, Kabul, and mm. Camp Bastion. I've been to Bastion, and... In fact, I'm, I may have been to fucking... Do you fly into Kabul? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. You fly over a mountain and then you dip down. It's very mountainous. Oh, no, I've not been there then. It's quite cold, it's, it's in the north. Right. No, I must have strew. I flew straight to Bastion and then off to Kandahar. I was in Kandahar for fucking seven months. On the boardwalk? Aye. Aye. There's a KFC there as well. Yep. No, wait a minute. KFC, no, no. When I was there, that was when I was there. Um, we had. That's the thing. That's the thing with the Americans, right? When they set up base, they set up a base. Oh yeah. And they've got everything. They've got fast food. You, you could live the B, there. The BX and stuff. I'll, you could buy a PlayStation for like a hundred dollars cheaper than the, yeah. in the UK and stuff. Uh, but with with the Brits and and their idea of a support is some porter cabins. Um, with an affid. Uh, <laughs> there you a, go. And a mess. Yeah. That's naffy. That's luxury. Aye, aye, I see. That's my experience. We had a guy come work with us called Jay. He was in uh, rifles, two rifles, which used to be the Royal Green Jackets, who, by the way, are fucking psychos. <laughs> the, loads of these guys go for SAS training. You know, no. all right, not all of them get in, but th- that's I think they're the, like the main source of the troops. Them and paras, and they hate paras. They fucking fight each other. They fucking try and outdo each other. You know, it's, it's mad. Anyway, um, he was on a for a fob, a forward operating base, mm. and he says he's he had a camp bed. What the fuck was that? I've not got a screen saver. Um, he gets he's got his camp bed and it's got bricks all the way around it and like a little metal roof <laughs> and that's where he slept and he says it was roasting all the time yet I was in a camp bed in an air conditioned tent you know what I mean no bricks of fuck all around me 
And you were freezing all the time, yeah? To be fair, yeah. During the night, I, I wouldn't use a sleeping bag of fuck all. I'd let myself get cold. And then you wake up in the morning, step out your tent, and you'd be melting. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's the old um, sort of saying, isn't it? Like, the Air Force uh, get the luxury accommodation in the army after sleeping in the ditches and stuff like that. <laughs> Aye. Or is it the army? The army sleep under the stars. The air force rate hotels by him. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Think about that. Actually, we uh, we had a problem with our plane. The flight was delayed in Edinburgh for whatever fucking reason. Um, so we were meant to board the flight at I'm gonna say five o'clock, five p.m. Couldn't board, couldn't board, and I was on baggage party, so I was there first. I knew exactly what was going on. I knew where all the rifles were. You know, everything's wrapped up in the side of uh, Bedford. You know, well, it's a hardback Bedford, just Aye. a big, just a big truck. Um, and the airport staff already they they are freaking out because you've got weapons. <laughs> you know, all right, they're not loaded, they're fuck all, but they're freaking out. Next, so, right, we're, we're going to have to stay here. And the airport staff, again, are freaking the fuck out, right? If you're staying here, that vehicle needs to be backed up to the to the wall of this building so nobody can get in the back and there needs to be two people sat in the front at all times. There was... Wow. And the, the sergeant major was going nuts, you know. So then we end up... Uh, there's a camp nearby Edinburgh Airport and I managed to... The, there was an empty armoury. So the Sergeant Major and someone else fucked off down there, got rid of all the, the weapons. And then we spent a night in... Uh, is it the Hilton? What's that? What, oh, I don't know if you... Hilton. I think it was a Hilton. I'm not sure, but... Um, it was across... People that know Edinburgh. It was across the road from the casino next to Matalan. There's a hotel there. That's the that's where we stayed the night, but everybody got a key, and then I went to the back. This is right. Whoever's got a key, go towards the elevator. Have a buddy. So then everybody's got a roommate. It was a double room, you know. Hmm. But uh, I was at the back, and I made a point of going last, and I didn't have anybody. Yeah, I had a room with myself. Emptied that mini bar. You know, first thing you get told, no drinking. What's the first thing you're going to do? <laughs> Drink. Yeah. Don't encourage people. That's just defiance kicking in. Do you do you have something like that as well? Don't, well, like, um, don't be oh, telling fine. them not to do something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's normally, yeah, don't. Don't go to this shop if you're if in like a foreign country and stuff like that. Don't go to this mall. Um, it's strictly out of bounds. Yeah. But it's the only mall that's got a KFC in it. I'm going. I'm going for a KFC. I've had, I've had them in, um, like in, in Qatar and stuff like that. They do the best double Zinger burgers. Right. Two Zingers. They double them up. And they call it a double Zinger. It's just an amazing. So if I'm in the Middle East, I'll, I'll, I'll find a KFC. 
But um, yeah, it's normally the, the, the you can't go here. It's out of bounds for this reason. You can't go here because you can't drink. Um, but by the way, uh, we're not leaving for three days. So you're like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do. That's brilliant. We had a... There was a I was based in Warminster. And uh, we were told that this certain place... It was like a fight. It was like maybe 10 minutes on the train. We're not allowed to go to this place. And everybody's... Nobody really gave a fuck. You know, but one day, one of the guys went. So, and all I seen was the officers from our regiment walking around. He's like, hold on, what the fuck? And that's what they told, they told us it was out of bounds because all the officers wanted peace from us. So naturally, everybody started going. Naturally, the RSM got pissed off, but there was nothing they could do because the officers were doing it. Rank has its privileges. Mm. So, yep. Nobody gave a fuck. Everybody just started getting pushed in the afternoon and that. <laughs> clever though, isn't it? If you think it from their uh, perspective, it's cleverer because they don't want to be harassed by privates and lunch yeah. jacks or anything like that. Uh, we'll just say that this this gin bar here is uh, out of bounds and they'll go to the uh, the other bars and we'll have a nice time. Aye. Yeah, that's not what you want to do. <laughs> They'll do the opposite. Yeah. It's like the it's like the, the, the sort of the child syndrome. Like, don't touch the fire, it's hot. I'm gonna go touch room. it. And they touch it and burn themselves. <laughs> it's, it's the only way they'll learn. Yeah. So I think it you like uh, that RAF lifestyle then if you're still in. Yeah, it's, my last squadron was epically good. Uh, these last five years, so I was, I was on the large fixed wing aircraft, like passenger aircraft. Right. Uh, here, where I am now, for the past five years, I've been in heli helicopters. I'm not a big fan of helicopters, so I'm trying to get back to the large fixed wing aircraft. Right. And it just gives you more opportunities to travel the world as well, because um, I think I've travelled to 27 different countries since I've been in the RAF. That's a good effort, right? Uh, all for all for like free, paid by the Queen. Thanks, ma'am. Um. <laughs> So like, like places like um, Pakistan, I thought I'd never be. Or Azerbaijan, um, Qatar, you know, places yeah. like I think I'm never gonna pay for a holiday to go to these places. Yeah, so the, Air, the Air Force is sending me, and you, you can see all these uh, countries, and some of them are really nice, some of them um, are a bit like dog shit. Yeah. You have to go there again. Mm. Um, so yeah, my my next posting, I'm hoping to spend the last six years of my career uh, traveling the world again okay be good have you been to the Ascension Islands yes Asi yeah the one with the bump in the middle of the runway yeah yeah <laughs> they've, um, they've, they've, they've closed that down at the moment have they yeah because the, the runway's too short because they've you know because it comes off the cliff doesn't it the Can't entrance remember. to the runway it's, it's, it's right on the edge of the island so as you as you fly in, you have to get it right, otherwise they'll plow into the side of the island. Yeah. Uh, but but technology nowadays it's 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 really easy. But because it's on the edge, the natural like weather erosion and the and the and the sea, it's it's sort of crumbling away the end. And so the, the runway's too short. So they go to Cape Verde now. Huh. But I do I do remember Azzy, um I must have been like 
2019 or something like that. And because it's on a volcano, a volcanic island, uh, it's really, really warm. And I was outside and it was pissing down with rain. I was having a tab in my boxes and I was boiling. Uh-huh. It, was, it, was, it was the most surreal thing ever. Since interesting. Yeah, it's a lot better than the Falcons if you if you if you carried on your journey. Aye, I've been there. Falcons is miserable. That that is the weirdest weather zone I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go and have your breakfast, come out and it's white. Now what the? F- it's only white for like an hour, and then it's just windy again. <laughs> All the trees are like six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't grow because it's too windy. Hmm. Yeah, I went. Uh, I was doing an exercise, and we were uh, doing an attack, and we got to this big rocky area. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? There's like rocks to the bottom of the hill, all the way to the top. Massive fucking boulders, and I'm talking like twelve foot long, bolt big boulders, and I'll do some damage. Oh yeah." And th- there's obviously smaller ones as well. And there's just like a big trail of these. Not in a, a road shit. They're all jagged and fucking all over the place. And uh, apparently the Falklands used to be covered in ice. And as the icebergs or big icicles came breaking off, it dragged... Some of the stones got left behind where it was sliding down the mountain. Yeah. All right, yeah. That's some useless info for you, but... At least I think that's what the guy said to me. I might be a little bit weird on that, but that's the general what I got for that. Makes sense. When uh, how often you been on adventure training? How often? Yeah. Um, not not as often as, as as you'd like. I mean, I've done a few um, bits in Germany uh, with like abseiling and canoeing. Um, I'm a qualified yachtsman level one no no um what else do we do cycling uh the the best one was dam busters um we went to germany and we saw the dam and (laughs) we went to the the museum and stuff like that that was pretty cool um but yeah i don't don't really get out adventures training as much as i'd like to we're actually trying to set up one now near me um do a boat ride down the thames all right so that'd be cool if, if if the management sign it off. That'd be pretty cool. What about yourself? I've, uh, well, I've done abseiling and rock climbing and a few other bits and bobs when I was in training. But uh, I've done a battlefield. What was my first one? South Africa. Went there for four weeks. Cost me 200 and £300 it cost me. And um, it was... Like, I would say it was like a three week piss up it was great we had a we went to the Dragonsburg Mountains went up them I think it was 3,000 metres off the top of my head man it's hard to breathe at that height yeah altitude I, I don't like uh, heights don't bother me but I don't like being at heights uh, you know I just uh, I hated fitness I hated everything about it. I hated sweating. I hated being hot. <laughs> I just hate it. I did not have the right mindset in the army. But uh, 
And then we went to Cape Town, done a few Battlefield tours. I think, ah, we went to Rolf's Drift. Um, not too bad a movie, that. Um, and then after that, it would have been Italy on a Battlefield tour. That was a two-week piss-up. That was good. Sounds like doing more bloody AT and Battlefield tours than we do in the rack. Oh, I got it good, like. And um, I'm sure there was another one. Oh, Switzerland. I went skiing. Adventure training. Nice. Yeah. Six uh, weeks. They, they do a, uh, I think it's called Snow Eagle or something like that. They do that uh, like every every March in the RAF where you can go and snowboard and ski for like 200 quid for two weeks in Austria. Where it is. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's not a skiing trip. It's a piss-up holiday with a side order of skiing. Yeah, just hold your skis next to you. <laughs> next, next to the bar. Right, then hold them. Yeah, but you get, aye, you get the point. It's, uh, it's really good fun. I got so far, I spent so much money. Uh, I said to other folk before that my, I got paid on the Wednesday. I went to the bank on the Tuesday and uh, I transferred money from my ISA account. It takes five working days to go through. So I got paid £1,500. By the next Wednesday, or sorry, that, the next Tuesday, that £1,500 from my wage was gone. I was skint for one day, and then my other £1,500 went in the next day. I was like, holy shit. Christ. That was mad. And I had to transfer more money after that as well, but for the most part, I managed to keep it under control. It, it's it's um, bad when you like, you're, you got like restrain yourself from obviously you're having an amazing time, but you restrict yourself obviously by how much money you've got in your account. Aye, like, um, some people could only like took like 200 quid on that thing, but they haven't had a well of a time and they can't afford anything else. Yeah, and yeah, so you're limited, which is a shame because you might go and you might go and do stuff like that and just see if you were a millionaire, you'd oh. probably die. <laughs> You'd have too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of opportunities in the army that, by all rights, I shouldn't have. I didn't volunteer for any of them apart from, you know, you put your name forward for things coming up like that. I didn't put my name forward for mm. any of them. Um, and the one that I did, it was because the officer came in, the officer was going past their office. And he came in. Anybody want to go skiing? <laughs> yep, I'll go. And there you go. Do you think um, do you think the military has done you good for like who you are today as a person? Nah. No. Nah, I didn't change at all between the time I went in and the time that I left. I've changed more in this last two years than I have in my entire time in the army. Is that because of breach gun? No. No. But, um, I wouldn't. I, I think. I think it's it's, de it's definitely changed me for the better being in the military, and I think 
uh, you can't say conscription. Like everyone has to do a bit of uh, time in the military, like Greece do. Yeah. Greece got you got to do 12, 12 months in the military at some point in your life. It's like in law or something. Right. Okay. But I, d- I definitely like people. I don't know. You do it without making it mandated, but I d- definitely encourage more f- you youth um, to do minimum time in in any of the forces, whether it's like one or two years. Yeah. See, I actually had a thought about this, right? People get a big hoo-ha about a national service and things like that. Yeah, that's it. National service. Yeah. Conscription's like, yeah. Aye. But my thinking on it, right, see, if somebody's leaving school at 16, they're obviously, they're not interested in school. They either don't get on with people or whatever... You know, they're not being taught the right way, whatever it may be. If they're leaving full time education, if they're not going into a job or some sort, then they're going to the military. That's my, and my thinking is they won't be sent away unless they actually sign on. They'll get, yeah. yeah, they'll do like two years and they'll just stay in Britain and they'll do things in Britain, training and whatnot. But then after that, they can leave if they want or they can stay in. There's obviously mm-hmm. a cost behind that, though, isn't there? That there's obviously the cost yeah. of bringing them in, the training, the kit, and then just for two years later, just it's like, it's like an investment that you just chuck in the bin. Isn't it? Mm. But we're, not, we're not that flush in the military. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose we don't need a big army either, so... Or a big military. Well, we're not... Do you know we're not classified as an army anymore? Yeah. Yeah, we, we discovered that when I was in the army. Was that? A militia or some shit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we're classified as a militia. It's got to be 100,000 troops plus to be classified as an army. Yeah. There's a fact for you. Yeah, fun fact. The uh, Since I joined... When I joined in 2002, I think it was like 70... 8,000 people in the in the Air Force and there's 32 now. Wow. So it's, it's halved. <sighs> That's mad. And we're doing the same amount of work. That's the difference. We haven't downsized our yep. Yep. Um, planes and stuff like that. It's just half the people same amount of planes. Yeah. Bigger workload. Mm. Thing is, it, it can be done. You know, as long as it's managed properly, it's well. It's it's the the can do attitude sort of that you get in the military because uh, obviously we've got a mission to achieve. Yeah. And everyone just gets on with it like, oh, I've, I've been working fifteen hours today. I'm absolutely knackered. Get on with it. Yeah, you got okay. on with it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you just yeah. I'm going. To speak, I'm going to speak to my trade sponsor. Yeah. Strike. 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 <laughs> exactly. We had a. I've got a guy at work, and the manager and the assist. One of the assistant managers go around together, right? Now, sometimes, ninety-five percent of the time, I think they're busy. They're away. They're doing stuff. I don't need to worry about. You'll not see them all day, but they will be doing stuff on the farm. But the three other guys that I work with, one assistant manager. Two labourers. 
they're complaining about them all the time. Oh, they two are off doing nothing. They're doing fuck all. We're fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like... Until they have uh, It's like, fuck off, man. That's why I'm moaning it by the day. Oh, we're doing all this and they're doing fuck all. I was like, right, are you going to go see that, Tim? No. Well, stop complaining about it then. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. He's like, well, I'll just stop complaining to you then. Yeah, but does he have any, like, facts behind his nah, presentation and stuff? Well, he's just he's just speculating that yeah. uh, just because he's not here, he's obviously just got his feet up. Yeah. That's exactly what he thinks. And it's... I lost, <laughs> I lost it today. I've had all my complaints out. You know, I know they're doing stuff. I mean, they were around my sheds today um, f- uh, sorting out the water for the chickens because... They're using this, uh, it's like a vitamin supplement stuff, and it's really oily, and it causes airlocks in the the drinkers and where they get the water. Oh yeah. So they have to flush all that out, eh? and um, they were at that all day, and that's why me and him were doing the the more physical side. You know, their task was more. It was an easy task, you know. It's nice. a very easy task, but it takes time, and they need, we need two guys to do it. So, yeah. But he stopped complaining after that, so I was grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. I might have been on his bad side for five minutes, but fuck it. Bit of peace, though, eh? Yeah, yeah. The uh, thing is, that's what I mean. See if you're going to complain about something. If you're not going to do anything about it, shut your puss and get on with it. Yeah, that's, that's what I say to my lads at my work. It's like they'll complain about higher management or another squadron that they're lazy and stuff like that. And I always <laughs> say, if you're that bothered, uh, prove that they're not doing this task because uh, it's, it's it's called a QOR. It's like a quality occurrence report or something. Yeah. Basically, yeah. You dob on someone with using an official form. Right. And then somebody else has to answer that form on why they're not doing the, the correct processes or whatever like that. Right, okay. If the squadron aren't doing this by the legislation, put this QRR in, and then their management has to answer, why aren't they doing it? And if they are, if they are doing it, then they've got to prove they're doing it. And it sort of highlights that okay. certain people are like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, it's supposed to be an improvement process where it's not about snitch on somebody it's about highlighting a process that they're not doing so they can correct it in the future and prevent sort of yeah. disasters and stuff yeah I, I know what you mean it's like a quality control for the for yeah. people if you like yeah exactly hmm that's an oh I, we had a a when I I just joined my regiment I was there for about maybe three weeks maybe and we were down the garages and we were mechanised at this point so we had warriors and 432s you know what a warrior is? tank yeah basically an armoured I don't know what a 432 is though that, it's basically a warrior without the turret okay um, it's just got a hatch for the, the gunner a hatch for the commander and the driver um, anyway we my company had 432s and we're down the garages doing general maintenance on them. And uh, we get a 
why the voice comes up to me. I need you to go and get the keys. Keys for what? The keys for the 432. Now, at this point, I'd already been in a 432, and I'd been fucking about with it. Nobody would say that I could, but I was in it, and I turned the thing on, you flick the switch, turn the battery on, you pull down the handle, turn it, and then that's everything, that's basically like your ignition, and then you push the start button. You know, it's done, it's on. The, the engine's running. And this guy, oh, I need you to go and get the keys. <laughs> like, what for? For the 432. Go to the QMs. Ask for the keys for the 432. They'll give you one. He was just parking me at the fucking road because I was annoying people. I ain't no bother. So I fucks off back up to the barracks, goes to my bed. <laughs> fucking goes to sleep. And then about <laughs> an hour later, I get tipped out of my bed. Where the fuck have you been? What? And I completely forgot what I'd done. <laughs> But I didn't get in trouble for it. You know, somebody tried to be wide. I called his bluff. So yeah, fuck nice. him. Scott Free. Yeah. I was like, he sent me for that. I should be in your room because I, I couldn't find it at the QM, so I went to my room instead. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> fucking wide I'll tell you what, I never got sent for anything again. Or anything, well. Stuff that was real anyway. Uh, uh, get some fucking pranks in the army, like. Yeah, some disturbing ones I've heard. It's probably a bit too, uh, bit too blue. <laughs> I think, uh, what was uh, I've heard about guys fucking rolling bowling balls at each other. At their balls. Naked. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Sliding down fucking like a, a three set of stairs on an ironing board you know it never goes well somebody's always getting hurt but drunk people it's just been drunk just, eh? oh yeah it's just boredom isn't it it's, if you get like I don't know 50 lads or teenagers or early 20s all in a barracks on their own oh you're just not asking a, not for a trouble. female in sight full of alcohol then uh, you can't go anywhere yeah. You get bored and start smashing shit up and stuff like that. They'd banned Buckfast in our barracks. You weren't you weren't allowed Buckfast in accommodation because that many people go off their heads with it and start fighting and breaking stuff. It's not so much the fighting that's the problem, it's the breaking stuff. Yeah. I remember one night I was fucking wrecked. Woke up the next morning. Last thing I remember was being in the bar. Shit. Fuck, what have I done? <laughs> Gets my shoes on, hobbles down to lunch, <laughs> and the floor was wet in the bottom floor. I'm like, what the fuck? This is like ankle deep. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And I walk past the the fire hose. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Oh, the old <laughs> standard fire hose. <laughs> in, in every block, I oh. guarantee that the fire hose has, been, has gone. At some point, after oh, a call or something. It's just, yeah, I kind of, that was my fault. I flooded the, the bottom floor. Oops. Standard. D- told no one, mind you. <laughs> Until now. Yeah, that's Until it. Now. That's it now. <laughs> I got you. I had another guy, uh, Speedy. I think about stories I've never really told. Uh, he was an arsehole. 
he's one of these NCOs, right, in charge of you. He was a full corporal. Now, if he says to you, you know, you get a guy in the army. You get what? It's, well, a guy, we call it. Some, like, official punishment thing. Uh, we get charged. Like, just say you fuck up and you got, like, a show parade. Yeah, it's, it's called Jankers. Jankers. Yeah. I've heard it called that before. Yeah, yeah you, you, you fuck up, you get fined, and you report like four times a day, and you're number ones and stuff. Aye, 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 basically. Well, uh, he, he would call you, he would fucking just say you said something to him. I think you'd been insubordinate. You fucking, meh, 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 meh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so you know. And he'd just have a laugh, he'd just laugh at you. But, and then he wouldn't do it. You know, I'm taking a pass, it's fine. But see if you called his bluff on that, he would do it. Yeah. Just to be an ass. And uh, I, I got fucking sick of him. I was in a... We drove down in Northern Ireland this time. It was still operational. We drove down to another camp. And I had to drive back to get this battery charger. So I drive back to Belfast and then back to the camp again. And, uh, oh my, oh my God. I came round this corner way too fast on a little bridge and it was the wall or it was another car. So I scuffed, scuffed this fucking wall eh? and I scratched the side of it. The car was grey, so you couldn't really see it unless you, knew it, unless you were looking for it sort of thing. But if you were at the side of the car, you would see it. And um, I gets back and I gives him the keys just as I hand him the keys, another guy comes in and hands him. He's like, oh, Speedy, can I borrow your car? Aye, there you go, there's the keys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm off the hook. <laughs> nice. So he drives into the barracks because we're out in the range and he comes back, gives him the keys back. I'm, I'm off I'm off the hook. And he goes back to the, the car park at the end and... There's military vehicles lined up all the way, everywhere in the car park. So his car's been surrounded by military vehicles, which in itself is a bad idea for your pl- your car to be. You know, people reverse, not give a fuck, hit walls, you know. Oh, yeah, they just rack them around. Oh, aye, they? aye, they give a fuck. So we get uh, back to Belfast, and it was a, a week later. Yeah. Somebody's scr- somebody's fucking scratched my car. <laughs> I just I didn't even make eye contact. <laughs> oh, really? Did they? Oh my god! Fucking bastards! Yeah. Well, I swear, there's, there's, there's some there's some right idiots around here driving. Oh yeah. So we were in Afghan, and the same fucking guy. Right, I was late for my, we're doing a an eight hour rotation on the comms because I was in the signals platoon, and. Uh, I was on for eight hours, I believe it was ten till six, and the next guy is six till two, what, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was late. You know, each one of the privates had been late at some point, even the corporals were late at some point. You take your punishment, you do what you do, you know. But anyway, uh, I fully accepted the fact I was late. I had no qualms with that. And speedy that night, he's like, right, come and see me at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. That gives you enough time to get sleep and get yourself sorted. 
right, fine. So finishes it, fucking whatever, and I'm sitting, fanning about on my laptop, turns the laptop off at quarter two, quarter to ten. I'm sitting, then I get dressed, I'm ready, I'm sat in the end of my bed, it's ten two. I'm sat there for ten minutes, looking at him, on his laptop. He's within throwing distance. I could have threw my laptop at him, that's how close he was. And then he turns his head to the left and then starts shouting at me because I'm not stood at his bed at ten at five to ten. Wow. So I'm like, right, fine. You know. He did stipulate when he said that, stood next to my bed at five to ten. So I gave him that one. And then he gives me a telling off for the the being late. I'm like, right, okay. That's that, you know, whatever, blah blah blah. Then it's like ten past ten. He's telling me off for uh, not passing my PFT. And then he's telling me off for uh, being lazy. And he's telling me off for being on my laptop too much. And he's telling me off for fucking, you know, my whole anime career. Which there's absolutely no need for. He just wanted to have a fucking rant. And it was 25 past when I lost it. <laughs> well, yeah. probably about 20 past. I told him to shut his puss or I was going to bang him. No, in that situation, that was a bad thing to do. But I done it. Well, I said that to him. And uh, he's like, go see the platoon sergeant. And he stands up and fucks off out the room. What the fuck just happened there? It's quiet. <laughs> so he goes up to the platoon sergeant's tent. Uh, and as I get there, the NCO, the cop, Speedy, walks out. Doesn't even look at me, just walks past. And then my platoon sergeant comes out. He's like, what did you do? And I told him what I told you. And he's like, right, see if that had happened, you should have kept your puss shut and then come and see me. And he would have got fucking bounced. But you've been insubordinate. So... Is that because he sort of was drilling into your... um, No, it's because I spoke back. And all this stuff. No, no, like... If, if he said, um, if you kept your mouth shut and went to your platoon sergeant, he would have bounced the corporal. Aye. Because he was obviously drilling into you about all the freaking stuff in, in, in the army. And aye. 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 He would have got in trouble because there was there was no need for it. You want it? The dog's wanting it. He was drilling into me about my entire army career and it was unprofessional. It was totally out of order. Come on Sorry about that. That's right, mate. The, uh, ah, yeah. So, if I'd... He would have got bounced, because the way he was telling me off was wrong. He should have given me a telling off for whatever it was, and it's like, right, fine. Now, maybe come and have a seat. Right. Why don't you try and improve on this? Why don't you try and... Like, some general critique. Yeah, a bit of mentoring. Aye, that would have been fine. But that wasn't what he was doing. He was telling me off for everything. There's no critique in there. There's no fucking, you know, oh, why not try this instead of, you know, maybe help yourself sort of thing. Sounds like a nice fellow. Oh, he's an arse. A complete fucking dick. A 
power-hungry wanker. It was at that point when, because I was actually considering telling him about the car, you know, even though he did scrap it uh, a few months after I'd done that thing. <laughs> um, but it was always on the edge of my, it was always on the front of my mind because I worked with a guy, yeah. But when that happened, I'm like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> Some people just don't deserve a time of day. No. And you used to play Warcraft as well. Here's a fun story for you. We were doing Nax 25. The guild usually did Nax 10, but we'd done 25 one night, probably get some extra people. And me and this guy, this other guy, were pushed. And we were talking all night. And I'm no exaggerating. I mean, like, all night. Just constantly. We're talking over tactics and everything. And um, at the end, Speedy, he went, f he was the the GM slash raid leader, which is a bad combo, but it happened. And uh, he went fucking apeshit, fucking, fucking. And then I think he kicked the other guy for the guild and he demoted me. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You've been talking all night, I've got a migraine now. Me, 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 me. And I went to work the next day and I spoke to him like a fucking arsehole. Right in front of every cunt. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Scott, why are you, or Jonesy, why are you speaking to, to Speedy like that? I goes, this is about World of Warcraft. This has got nothing to do with work or rank or anything. And the platoon sergeant's like, what the fuck? I'm fucking shooting him. You're a fucking... He kicked the record for the guild and fucking... Oh, it was brilliant. Sounds like he uh, he likes a position of power. Oh, aye, oh, aye, oh, aye. If he's the GM, raid leader, obviously his corporal, stuff like that, wants you to stand by his bed. Oh. Not your bed. Oh, aye. His bed. Oh, aye. It was a total fucking power trip, honestly. And you know what made it worse in Afghan when he was telling me off? He was trying to come off the fags and he was on nicotine patches. Oh, God. Yeah. So he was cranky as fuck. As, a, as an ex-smoker, I can definitely sort of sympathise that it's, you do get cranky. Yeah. But that's that, that's where I, I, I said to the platoon sergeant, I go, he's a fucking arsehole when he's off the fags. I don't want to work with him. Oh, you have to work with him in that. I'm like, I will. I'll be civil. You know, I'm a nice guy. I'm an easygoing guy. But if he starts telling me half like that again, I'll, I'll just walk away from him and I'll come and tell you. And I'll let you deal with it. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to I said to Speedy, I was like, right, if I'm in trouble, can you please tell the platoon sergeant and let him deal with it? Which nobody wants. Nobody wants to get a telling off of the platoon sergeant. But I preferred it. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I suppose at least if if he's told you off, you've actually done something wrong. Aye. If his corporal's told you off, it might be some bullshit reason. Oh, aye. aye. It's fucking nuts, man. You come up with daft fucking rules. We're sat in an ops room, right? And it, it's, it's still reasonably professional, but you're not going to stand up and salute somebody when they walk into an ops room. There's officers everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? You sit up, you know, or something, if the, the CEO walks in or something. So, I ah, relax, everybody, it's fine. That's fine, but he's like, ah, put your fucking headdress on. 
I'm like, Speedy, it's like 30 degrees in here. It doesn't matter, put it on. I'm like, it does matter. I'm going to sit here and get a fucking heat injury. I'm in charge. <laughs> and then, I think it was like 10 minutes later, the watchkeeper was changing over, and it was an uh, officer, and he took his headdress off. The first thing he did, and I'm allowed to take mine off as well. And Speedy just glared at me. Because the officer had done it, hey, I copied him. You can't tell me after something that an officer's doing. Yeah. Oh, I used, to, I used to torment the fuck out of that guy. He was another sign of me. Fuck him. He had a... It was weird because I met the wife on Warcraft and he... Unbeknownst to me, I transferred to the Horde and the wife good had... Good decision. Uh, always. And then I think the wife was already hard, but moved to Alliance. No, sorry, the wife's ex was in the Alliance. And uh, he was in Speedy's Guild. I didn't even know the guy. This was after I'd left. And uh, I met the wife, well, the girlfriend at the time, now wife. And... Uh, I was telling her about Speedy one day and she's like, who is this cunt? And then she's seen me on my friends list online. She's like, that, that Highland Park? I was like, aye. He goes, is that the fucking warlock, the Scottish guy? I was like, aye. And she told me about him. He, him and Debbie's ex and Speedy were fucking at each other's throats one night. Wow. <laughs> Arguing. <laughs> Speedy being Speedy wants to be in charge. Oh... Yeah, so it, it's weird how the world works, eh? Aye, comes around. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, that's that. You have social anxiety. Do I get it? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, like, um, for example, the first PreachCon that I went to, the only person I knew was Stormy. All right. It was the first time I actually met her as well. So there's that, and then it was like I've never been to because obviously you've been in the military, um, and gaming doesn't really go hand in hand. No, no, it so doesn't. People think it's geeky; they'll they'll take the piss out of you, especially if it's World of Warcraft. If I was gaming with Call of Duty as a professional, they'd love it. Oh, I because I'm playing WoW, like fucking. You're the fucking nerd. <laughs> wizards and orcs and casting spells yeah. and shit. Right, well, yeah, it's not quite like that, but hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like doing doing something like Preachcom, going to a gaming convention or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, was obviously a, a big step and um, sort of overcome some form of a social anxiety, but generally. Um, being in the military, you don't get it because you, you're so used to getting chucked into a room yeah. full of people you don't know. Within an hour, you're all chatting. Uh, like like you, you've been chatting all the, all the time. I think, it's, I think it's embedded into you in the military um, just just to do that. Like joining a new school every year. Sort of, you have to get on with these people, otherwise uh, you'll get eaten alive or you just you just you won't progress sort of thing. Um, so I thought um, Preachcom, I'd find it really easy. The first hour was rough. Um, 
after a few beers, it was fine. It, it was it was really fine. I'm 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 quite good at talking to strangers or uh, get put into a big group. Yeah. And eventually chatting, but yeah, that 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 was a, that was a new thing for me. Um, going into sort of a gaming environment with a gaming community, playing a game that I love, because like I I generally don't talk to anyone in the military about my gaming. None of them know I stream. None of them know I play WoW or anything like that. It's a complete secret. Um, but that's <coughs> why I'm I'm in like preach conch community. I'm in my guild. I can talk to people that are like minded and stuff like that. Aye. I can I can keep it separate, sort of thing. Well, that's it's good not, then. It's, it's, it's not that I'm ashamed. It's just saving headaches. Aye. I, I'm 33 years old now. I don't need some 21 year old telling me I'm a geek and I should be playing Fortnite. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been playing I've been playing WoW since vanilla. I played EverQuest before that. You know, um, my first FPS was Doom, and you know. Quake and stuff like Unreal Tournament. There, they were proper. They were proper games. Yeah. Fortnite pish. Um. So it's just saving headache. I mean, w- when I go to my new posting, it's hopefully very soon, starting next year. Uh, I've said to myself, I'm just going to be honest, because I, I'm happy with my family, happy with the friends I've got. I don't need any more friends. So. I, sh- I shouldn't. I shouldn't be conscious about people disliking what I enjoy. No. No, no, no. Say, yeah, I play games. I play WoW. Think I'm a geek. Get bent, sort of thing. No. It's and the thing is, it's an education side as well, I suppose. And and I'm a weird sense of the the meaning. If you're, you can educate them on what streaming is, what Warcraft is, and you never know, you might get a few of them in yet. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Maybe some of them are already doing it, and then they're just too ashamed as well. That's mm. I can't I can't be the only person in the, in the entire military that's that's streaming just just games in general, whether it's just wow. By the way, we had a in the signals platoon. We had me, Speedy, Sully, Roach, Doc. Um, who else played it? Oh, that other guy, I can't remember his name. <laughs> and that guy, Chaz. Uh, there was eight people played Warcraft in my platoon. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe I should should come out and show because there's other people might, and I might even learn that so many people that I've known over the years actually play WoW. Yeah. And I never knew, sort of thing. So, yeah, like I said, to, like I said um, my next posting, which is hopefully going to be in February, uh, completely new base, completely new set of uh, people that I don't know. Just be up and o- honest about it, and yeah, go from there. See what happens. No, it's what you do, man. Mm. I guess it's not a secret that's eating you up, but it's something no, no. that yeah, it's another. I'm just saving myself headaches. Yeah. People in the military are very fickle. Like anything out of the norm. Yeah. If if you if you play well, if you collect um, Pokemon, if you. Um, take pictures of um, post boxes or something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, but everybody's got their own niche. Yeah, yeah. Collect coins and like they think, oh, you're a geek. Why am I a geek? It's just something I enjoy. Because and you're not doing the. Not, and it's not affecting you. I'm not doing the norm of. You're not getting, doing the caveman get, stuff. Yeah, getting pissed, watching football, playing Call of Duty. That's all you can do. Yeah. Or, or, or FIFA. FIFA's fucking boring. 
I'm gonna lie. I had FIFA when I was a, a teenager. It's just the same game every year. Yeah. There's nothing different. Yeah, I can. I, I tried playing FIFA 17, and I was like, I played it for maybe 20 minutes. And this control system is fucked. And the mouse and keyboard. Mm. I'm like, fuck it, nah, delete it. Yeah, because I, I've, um, I've pretty much been playing since I was five computer games. Yeah. My first console, whatever you want to call it, was a Commodore 64. All right, and from then I've had an Amiga 1200, mm. NES, NES, Mega Drive. Uh, Dreamcast, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Uh, I think I've got more. I'm not sure. Uh, and, and obviously PCs as well and stuff like that. So I've been gaming since I was five years old. I've I've basically been the same. I had a, a different variety of consoles of what you've had for the sounds of it. My first one was a SNES. And then... Yeah, go on. Sorry, uh, sorry I, I went on a... PS1, N64, GameCube, PS2. Uh, I think I had. Did I have an X? I think I had an Xbox, but it wasn't for that long. No, I never. I never had an Xbox. I, b- I bought it when somebody else bought a 360. And he was like, oh, you got a dinner for it. <laughs> and I got it, but I didn't have it for long. I bought a PS3, a 360, and a Wii. And then that's the then it was uh, oh, yeah, PC. Yeah, I've, had a, I've had a Wii. I've had a sixty four, and I've still got my sixty four. It's got Golden Eye on it and Zelda. So I'll never right. get rid of it. Um, the only thing I've never had is a GameCube. But um, my first console, I've told a lie, it went at Commodore sixty four. It was Pong. Oh yeah. You know that you know the dot that goes across the screen when you're playing tennis or squash. Yeah. It was, it was just two radial dials uh, for player one and player two, and you plugged it into your telly and it went. Doo, and that was it. That was the game, and I was hooked on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then my dad bought me an actual first console, which is the NES. NES. Like Chucky Egg and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you ever have played Duck Hunt? Yeah, I had Duck Hunt. That was amazing. Yeah, my uncle had one. I had a few, a few wee shots of that with a wee gun. Great game. Yeah. Great game. Revolutionary. Do you remember the? Did you ever play Die Hard Trilogy on the PS1? Yes. Did you have the yes. gun for that? Uh, I Yeah, I had a gun. It had like a recoil thing on it. Oh, I never had the recoil on my one. I think my one had lights yeah. on it. But that, the Die Hard Trilogy was amazing. Because you had to play through the story, didn't you? You had to do one, two, and three. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Two, two, was two the plane? Yeah, Die Hard 1. One was the tower, two was the plane, three was... That was the taxi. Taxi in the boat, sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, you're riding about in the city, having to get the timers and all that. Extend your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hard. I played that on my my PC, and that taxi one's fucking. Hard. In fact, the whole game's hard. Yeah, I've, I've I've noticed that going back and playing certain games like Sonic or some versions of Mario, mm. and like, why do I keep dying? I pissed this when I was a kid. And it's like really hard now when I'm older. Like Abe's Odyssey. I bought Abe's Odyssey on Steam. Oh, that's and, brilliant. And, and that was on PlayStation 1, right? Like a puzzle game. A bit like Prince of Persia. And I fucking keep dying. I can't get past <laughs> It's like the first level or something. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, it's, the thing is though, right? You see, when you're a kid, you can die. 
two, three hundred times. Not and you. then do it and you'll be fine. You'll just keep going. But that rage and frustration comes through when you're older. Mm. You'll die maybe 12 times and then you're like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I'll play something else while you are. And you'll go back to it. But when you're a kid, you don't have, there's not that same effect. Eh? Yeah, concept of time and frustration. Yeah. yeah. At least that's what I think anyway. I mean, there's, I've been playing, uh, is it Crazy Ivan? It was, it was this weird fucking shooting spaceship alien thing. And I, I, can, I completed it in a day. You know, if I played it now, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. It's just that outrageous. Is. Different mindset, different... Your mind works in a different way when you're a kid, like. Completely different. Yeah, and your reactions are ridiculously good as well. Aye. Yeah. It's uh, something else, like. So how long, uh, how long have you been streaming for? Um, I've been streaming for two years, I think. It's J- July 2016, that's how I started. Right. No, it was early, like April, April 2016. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's what, just over, just over two years. It's been, it's been, it's been good. Met a lot of people through streaming. It's obviously a grind. It's not as easy as. Uh, people probably think it is. Yeah, they seem the only they always um, relate to streaming's easy. Just look at Ninja; he blew up in a day playing yeah. Fortnite. So that means everyone everyone else can do it, which is like far from the truth. Mm. It's quite it's quite much of a grind. Like putting the anywhere between three hours to fifteen hours a day just to get that one follow. Even if, it, 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 sometimes you might not get it I've streamed for like some days like for 12 hours not one follow I've had two people chat and that's it and it can be quite demoralising yeah. to, 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 to stream and that's why a lot of people don't last when streaming I know one guy he, he's an American um, he's called Sin Rockin okay he's, he's been streaming for a couple of years but he always tweets out it's like, I'm giving it up this is shit. No one ever comes in. Um, I was always talking to myself, and he's like, he's very negative about it. But I can see yeah. how it, it can sort of affect him. If no one comes in, then you think, what's the point? Aye. But you just like you got to think to yourself, like I do, is I'm just doing this for fun, not for a job or anything Aye. like that. I'm just, Aye. I'm just enjoying. My, I'm playing WoW anyway. I might as well turn the camera on, and that'll be that. I had this chat with Mephisto and we were talking about uh, the biggest thing you need as a following is a schedule. Yes. A set schedule. It doesn't even need to be every day. It's this time on this day I'm going to be streaming. And people learn that. It's like that big guy Dan. (laughs) He's uh, he's a wee cooking show like six o'clock on a Saturday. You know, and it's. I was talking to him about it, and he's like, oh, "I'd like to do more of that." And I was like, "What about YouTube videos?" He goes, "Ah, but I don't know what I would put on there." I goes, "You like cooking? Aye, make a YouTube video, make breakfast before you go to work." Well, I don't. You know, I never thought about that. I was like, Aye. "You have breakfast every day." You know, even if it's just a five ten minute video, you, you know, you're making some fried eggs and sandwiches. It's fine. 
it doesn't matter what it is if people are interested in your content they're going to watch it yeah definitely and it, 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 like having a schedule because people like to plan like, hmm. they, they like to get in from work after a hard shit day they know on a Friday it's drama time aye Saturday it's the, it used to be the PG show so they, they set they set their like stream calendar by their favourite streamer so they, they might go alright Monday I watch Towley Tuesday is I don't know Ninja Wednesday's Doctor Disrespect I'm going to keep my Fridays for Preach uh, and, and Ghost or whatever so Thursdays are f- and Sundays are free I'll, I'll try and find a, a streamer that's new that I don't know or something like that yeah there's only so many hours in the day that you obviously can watch um, Twitch see I tell you a gap in the market it's a Sunday night Sunday I saw you tweet <laughs> yeah telling you that there's not very many I think there was maybe two at one point but for the most part it was just like one person streaming but is that a, like a false sense of security because it's not that many people streaming it might mean there's not that many people watching well the people that I follow I don't know how many people were at. there's probably thousands <laughs> there's obviously thousands of people streaming but you know I follow X amount of people and they they win the streaming you know so yeah I, I, I try and stream on a Sunday night uh, but it all depends on because uh, it's it's normally my it's my day off but it's my day off that I can flex and potentially stream Mondays is 100% I don't stream because Walking Dead's on <laughs> and I uh, and I spend that time with the, with the missus yeah walking, it's normally Walking Dead or Game of Thrones so Mondays okay. is uh, it's like family time and we have to binge, binge on the fucking start of Game of Thrones you know I think yeah. about it well, you got plenty of time, mate. It's like April next year, I think. Yeah. Well, I've seen them up to date, but I'm thinking maybe just go back to the start. Mm. Yeah, we 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 quite often do that. We sh- we should have done it with Walking Dead because I can't remember the end of last season. I've I stopped watching in like season four. I'm, I'll yeah. get back to it, but I'm just going to wait until they're all it's done. And yeah, I'm invested now though, so. Oh, I. I have to know. <laughs> the the flat the. Marvel, DC, the DC stuff starts this week. You've got the Flash, oh, the, the Flash and Arrow. Yeah, I watched them as yeah. well. They start Flash this week, especially. I, li- I like the, the only one I've really been watching is the Flash. You know, it's yeah. I, I need we'll, to we'll catch up with the Flash. I need to catch up with Arrow. Yeah, I've got maybe three seasons to catch up with Arrow. Um, I want to watch the rest of Supergirl. And I, I keep up to date with the uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow. I, fucking I didn't like that. Oh, I quite liked that, like. Hmm. Do you, eh? Uh, what was your favourite TV show? Hmm. If you had to go back and say, right, I'm going to go and binge on this this weekend, and you will watch it all weekend. There's so many, man. That is such a hard question. <laughs> Can I say two? <laughs> go for it. Like, um, like you obviously watch black box sets when you, you go into detached and stuff like that. That's all you can do. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Especially in Afghanistan, you can't drink. You, you just share box sets and box sets. So my, my, always, my go-to ones were um, Prison Break and Band of Brothers. 
Oh, I. I could watch them over and over and over. Um, every detachment I go on, I'm not getting bored of it. So I say them too, but I couldn't pick one. I mean, I like 24. Obviously, it's Game of Thrones, Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, and there's this, this, this favourites, but um, actually, I couldn't pick one. Fair enough. How about you? Oh, I was good. I'd maybe watch Stargate now, because I've not seen it for a while. The film or the... The, the, the TV, Stargate SG-1. Yeah. I'd watch the, the TV programme. Um, but I, I wouldn't say it was my favourite. What, what's my favourite? I, I, I'd probably say The Flash right now. To sit... Aye, aye, I'd go with The Flash, because that... I can't wait for that to come back on. That's I've not been searching any other thing apart for that. What do you, what do you think of the movie Flash uh, take of him? You know, the one with the Man of Steel and stuff, Justice League. Oh right, I am. So, so he's like he's got he's got like a, a a mechanical suit. He's a bit bit of a nervous sort of person. You know what I mean? I don't like I don't like the But that's what he's perceived one. I get what they're going for because that's what he's actually like. He's in the comics sort of thing, eh? He's a wee nervous yeah. wreck, he's he's a nerd a wee bit like Peter Parker if you like. He's just Yeah. He's a nerd he's nervous as fuck. He doesn't care what I he's really doing. Like Grant Gustin as Flash. I think he's really good. And yeah. it's just simple like spandex whatever he's wearing. Not uh, a mechanical suit. Well, apparently that might be coming. <laughs> Grant Gustin is. No, no, the TV show. Apparently they might be adding mechanical stuff to his or mechanical look oh, to his suit. But we'll see how that goes anyway. They, I was just a keen on Justice League to be honest. He wasn't. Mm, no. Nah. Uh, I like I like the Avengers stuff. I don't mind, I like. I don't know. I don't think I rated Ben Affleck as Batman. I think that sort of ruined it. I liked Henry Cavill as Superman. I haven't seen Wonder Woman, and I haven't seen. Oh, obviously, Aquaman's out soon. I haven't seen that one, but uh, God knows who Cyborg is. I haven't got a clue. That robot dude. So. Nah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. The. What else is coming out actually? No, I give it. A... Let's just type in superhero movies soon. Upcoming superhero movies. Oh, Venom. I want, yes. to, I want to see that. Two days ago or something like that. Was it? Yeah. Shit. Guess where I'm going in the morning. <laughs> I need to go and watch that. Holy shit. Um... I need to watch that. Oh, that one doesn't count. Venom, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's like a cartoon one. Huh. Aquaman, that's coming out shortly. Yeah, that looks alright. I think that'll be alright, actually. As long as he's getting pashed and fighting, that, that should be fine. He's, he's fine, he's like half-brother, because his half-brother wants to take the throne under the water 
right. stuff like that. And he, the half brother wants to um, bring the war to the land and stuff like that using giant sea turtles and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It looks weird. Ah. There's a new Hellboy coming in. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, he, he looks completely different. Is that the same guy? No. no right. No. Okay. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's, it's a different different guy. Uh, David Harbour. Is that the guy? I'll tell you the name. Aye, that's him. He's got a uh, quite a noticeable jaw. <laughs> that's maybe why he got the role. He's got a fucking jaw and a half, like Jesus. Yeah, it was Ron, Ron Perlman was the original. Right. Okay. I think it's Dave Harbour that's the. Yeah. Yeah, he's that new guy. A new Hellboy. Huh. What else have we got? What's that? X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh, I seen the trailer for that. I think. As long as then they fuck up the universe, you know, like they did with the original X Men. You get like two films, and then the third one makes no sense with the time order and shit. Yeah. And then it goes back and forth, and it's like, wait, wait a minute, what? A bit like Walls of Draino. <laughs> oh, that was a disaster. That. If you were into sending your garrison, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Ults, it was good. Because I just. Farmed resources. I log into my ult, put the resources, do the mission, get get the mounts. Easy. Gambit. What the fuck's Gambit? Gambit's the the guy with the cards. He uses playing cards to. Um, oh, he's an expert. He's, he's, he's got he's got like a stick as well. Ah, that's the guy who tried to do twenty two Jump Street. The tall boy. What Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. I. That'll be good. I like him. Well, they're bringing out a... What do you call it? A new Sherlock Holmes film. Yeah, I wasn't really... With the two guys for Talladega Nights and our stepbrother. Oh, oh yeah. Will Ferrell and... Uh, something, something junior. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that it there? Phone, hang on. John C. Riley, that's it. Is that what it is? Yeah, John C. Riley's the the stepbrother. Yeah. Aye, aye. So they two should be. Uh, ah, that's it. Uh, Holmes and Watson, it's called. That'd be a good laugh. Just stupid, eh? Just a stupid laugh. Yeah, they're they're geniuses together. Though. I love Talladega Nights. Hmm. I was actually... I was going to fucking download that, I think. I need to check my cloud. Let me have a look. Oh, no. No, I never. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, no, I watched it on Cody. That's what I done. Um, and I got bored because of stone. Oh, well. Oh, they're bringing out a Joker film. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I hope they didn't make him out to be a good cunt. I hope he actually goes nuts no, and starts it's, it's, killing it's folk. Like a, it's 
like an origin story. So it's how he sort of became the Joker. Uh, uh, early doors sort of thing. Okay. It'd be good if they did it right. Yeah. We have a tendency to fuck these things up. Untitled Marvel, Marvel film. Untitled Marvel movie. Untitled DC film. Fuck's sake. Alright, so there's an email. Well, no, yet anyway. Bye. Oh, what, did you watch the UFC? I um I caught up on it. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. Right, I I done the same, but I'd avoided all the spoilers. Eh, you know I downloaded it. And I'm like, right, I'm gonna watch this before I go on Twitter. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So, it was fucking a shit show. Oh, but it, it's it's I've just noticed it today that um the eagle eyed people that watch it they've noticed that Connor was cheating. Aye. When he was in, uh, when Khabib was like pinning him down on top of him, trying to like grapple with him, uh, Connor was holding onto his shorts, which apparently you can't do in. Nah, you're uh, not meant to grab UFC. onto stuff. Yeah, because obviously he's trying to he's trying to roll your hips and stuff like that, but you're you're cheating by holding onto something. So, I mean, Khabib is the best at what he does. You know, Connor's is uh. best at. Uh, knocking people out, but if you can't knock someone out, then you've got nothing really. He's not. He's not. Mm, yeah. I think his only losses are tapping out. I think Connors. Huh. Not if he's ever been knocked out, he's always been tapped out. I, I would have let him choke me out, like. You know. All right. I think that Joe Rogan says that that grab that he done around his neck, if that's on your jaw, it hurts like hell. So you know, and it, you wouldn't choke out at that. It would you tap out because of the pain. Yeah. But if it's around your neck, I, I'd go to sleep like. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> night night boys. <laughs> I'd wave to the crowd. Night night. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was all right. I'm I'm more excited about the the boxing this year. Aye. With the um, Fury and Wilder and and Anti Joshua potentially fighting one of them too. Hmm. Good. I don't pay much attention to sports in general, but there's certain fighters I like to see, and that that whole yeah. fight, the whole night, that some brilliant fights, amazing. And there's one of them done a, a, it's the heavyweights for some reason that I see, and these these guys do the fucking big kicks and that. I'm like, wow, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, I did Taekwondo, and there's two twice now that I've seen kicks and it's like holy shit I want to do that <laughs> one of them the first one was like months ago eh? um, you go through a front snap kick with your left with your lead leg so your lower legs in front and then the rear leg you, you actually faint with it and then your rear leg comes up and scalps them in the head it's quite difficult yeah. to do because there's a balance and your body's screaming I want to do this but you're forcing it to do something else and uh, it's a good move. It's a good move for Span because people put their hands down to block the front snap kick. And then next thing you know, there's some coming over their head. I mean, I'm not that flexible to get it over their head, but I would certainly hit them in the ribs with it. Um, but there was another one the other night. Uh, the guy the guy hit him with his shin on his head. That, oh. that had to be said, like, but 
it was a similar sort of principle but he done like two punches to the guy's face and it he blocked him and as his left hand went down to block the other punch the leg came over and skipped him in the head so he had no guard up at his head and it oh it was beautiful so I, I need to learn how to do that so that's my next thing on my list <laughs> back at training well there's a selection a taekwondo selection on the 21st of this month for Team Scotland Ooh. Um, because there's a massive fucking competition down in England and June down in Kittyminster yeah uh, now I'm only a green belt and there's going to be loads of black belts going to this cl- uh, selection and there's people from other clubs all, all over Scotland coming to ours to try for the selection I don't know how many people are going to be in the team like but uh, like Mr Fisher says, I want people that can listen and take in the information and use that information. I don't know why somebody that can come in and, you know, score 10 points and they bother but lose a fight. I want people that are going to come in and listen and, yeah. uh, you know, work with us, you know, things like that. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to try it. If I didn't get it, I didn't get it. I'll still go oh, yeah, to it's, it's no, there's no hardship is there yeah I'll still go I to you, you, you are a green belt but if if some black belt thinks he's uh, Jackie Chan or whatever and doesn't listen to the to the teacher then yeah they're no he's good. probably not going to get get a spot is he no he thinks he knows it all and it's alright I know there's people that are better than me there but I can guarantee you I will be there and I will be the only person trying 100%. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know I'm no that good. I know I'm no brilliant, but I will try my fucking hardest when I'm there. You know? And I'll listen to people and I'll take advice and I always do. And I'm always asking people to critique what I'm doing. Eh? Yeah, it's the, um, it's the sort of best sort of... It's the best students the ones that are eager to learn because... Um, I'm a football coach qualified through the FA right. and there's, I know some some kids are like yeah I, I, I know all about football I watch Ronaldo on telly <laughs> and, then, and then you'll get another kid who'll be like I, I can't seem to curl the ball what am I doing wrong here yeah. well, I, can't, I can't seem to keep the ball down because I'm always skying it when I'm shooting at goal and, and they're the ones that you want to invest the time in because the the kids that have seen uh, Ronaldo on telly think they know it all. Their dads are probably saying, oh, yeah, you're going to be the next uh, Alan Shearer or Wayne Rooney. Don't, yeah. you, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get the piece of piss. And uh, they just don't improve as a player. Like, there's, there's a reason why there's still football coaches in the premiership um, coaching professional players who, who, have, who have sort of made it. They're still improving. Aye. Every day. I mean, uh, look at Ronaldo when he first joined Man United. Spotty little uh, teenager who kept falling over, and look and look what he's achieved since to, to today, sort of thing. And that's because of coaching. Aye. Oh, aye. You, you can apply the same in Taekwondo. If if you're willing to learn, you will always improve. Oh, aye. I mean, I'll you learn to do a what they call patterns. So you do in my pattern. I think there's twenty six moves or something. And each move has, doesn't have to be exact at my grade, but the closer you get it to the exactly the way it's supposed to be done, the better. 
you know, and by the time you get to black belt, you're expected to get that all right. But I'm, I want to get it perfect every step, every grade that I've done. I feel I've done the best I can do with that pattern. And uh, on my competition, a couple, couple of weeks back, there was, I got a gold for it, you know. There was, there was eight of us and I, my, my pattern was the best. You know, it was really good. It was on point. And I think I saw that on Twitter, actually. I, I maybe did put it on Your Twitter, world, actually, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, lo- I love it because I'll, I'll go up to my instructor and I'll say, right, see this. When you go into this move, how, is my feet in the right position? Uh, yeah, they're fine. Or no, they're not, you know. And if I'm just a little bit unsure, right, am I doing this right? Because you don't want to teach yourself bad habits. You don't want to see the same pattern, you don't want to be practicing it for months and months and months and then all of a sudden, no, your feet are in the wrong place. It's like, shit. Because <laughs> yeah. you've, you've built up the mus- muscle memory at that point. You know? So, yeah. There's a fine line between you need to learn the whole pattern and then you need to drill the pattern. So, yeah. you've just like your rifle drills, if you do it all in the wrong order, Something might not work right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that definitely gets drilled into. Yeah, and that's repetition, repetition, and it's basically the same with your pattern. Um, but yeah, but what was I getting up with that? What got something to that? <laughs> Fuck. It's hard. What? Onto yeah, something got me into patterns. What what got me into that? It's usually yeah, the the competition that you might be. Oh aye aye. For and just the willingness to learn. Aye, uh, I mean the other day I was sparring and I'm like, how do you counter that? You know, somebody lifts their leg up. You you couldn't do this in MMA, but so they lift up their leg and they're like just throwing it out, tap like tap 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 tap, but they keep the leg up in the air. So you can't get near them. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, and every time I've been sparring, I've heard nothing outside that ring. People can be shouting, people can be screaming, I'll hear nothing because I'm focused on my opponent. The adrenaline's going. You know what I mean? I'm hearing nothing. And all I heard was, do a reverse turning kick. And I'm like, what? Why? I <laughs> spun round to throw this kick which is the perfect counter to what she did, and she still managed to kick me in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd done, for some reason, it was the first time I'd heard anything outside the ring. So, I think that's a definite point of improvement. So, if I could do that during the competition and actually listen to what's going on around me whilst I'm sparring, I think I'll uh, do no bad. Yeah, you'd be alright, mate. But, you yeah. uh, know, it's good doing martial arts. And I think that's the thing that, that the military don't really... I mean, yeah, you have your boxing teams and that, but there's not really that many on martial arts. No, there's the odd, the odd club or uh, like teacher. Very yeah. super rare. It'd they be seem to concentrate on boxing, football and rugby. Aye. It'd be good if there was maybe two or three people in each regiment that, you know go and do martial arts, get your black belt, and then you could teach in the camp. You know, every fucking Monday night, Tuesday night, or whatever, 
because you could you could hire out the or book the like the gym for nothing. It doesn't cost no. you anything. So the only thing you're really you going to be buying get all the equipment for the the military as well. Aye, aye, you got all, you got all the sports lottery, and it's that'd be that'd be a beautiful way then, it? And you'd open it up to loads of people, and again, it's confidence building, eh? I mean, I was a totally different guy. Running about social anxiety, I was a totally different guy two years ago. Well, say a year and a half ago when I started Taekwondo, I was not. I would not confront anybody at all about anything. I, I would go out my way to avoid confrontation. If somebody was trying to argue with me, I wouldn't argue back. If somebody, if I disagreed with somebody on Facebook, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even comment on it. I would just avoid it. Um, and the same in life, the whole lot. I was not confident at all. I would speak to everybody. Uh, I didn't bother me that way, but I wouldn't confront anybody. And I would always watch what I was saying and blah, 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 blah. Then I started Taekwondo. And I'd say about maybe three months in, I'd sparred about three times or something, two or three times. And I had a good few punches in the face. And that's when you actually realise that it's not actually that bad getting punched in the face. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been punched in the face plenty of times. I don't, I don't think of it as not that bad. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. But you're sparring and that, and you're yeah, fighting yeah. back, and like continuous sparring is the best because the guy, one of the guys that came to our class, um, Brian, he's done jiu jitsu for fuck knows how many years. I'm sure he's a black belt, but um, he just started sparring with us, and I think it was like his third week or something, and he was way, way too rough with me. Bust my shins open everything you know I had sessions for ages then I'd go to the other class and he'd be there as well oh man and we were just doing continuous sparring one day and I'm like fuck this and I started hitting him back as hard as he was hitting me and that's where the confidence came through because I was feeding off of him and he was feeding off of me so we're both basically knocking fuck at each other <laughs> but there was a line we didn't really cross the line but I remember at one point he spun round to do a kick and I just like ran into him. And as he came round, he's like, what the fuck, where are you? You know, you know what I mean? I wasn't in front of him. He looked left and I'm there. Bang, right in the puss. <laughs> punched him right in the puss. Burst his nose. <laughs> nice. Oh, it was beautiful. And uh, after that, Mr. Heard kept saying to him, our instructor, he's like, stop being so hard. You know, and every round we went in, we'd not fuck at each other. He was not fuck at his own kids. Well, no, not fuck at them, but he was. He wasn't been any easier on them than he was with me. And uh, consistent. Aye, aye. So Mister Heard put his sparring gear on our instructor, and he knocked fuck at him. Mister Heard went in and he fucking knocked fuck at him because he's a black belt in Taekwondo. You know and. To be fair, after that, he stopped being so rough. But uh, I actually like sparring with this guy because he can go that wee bit harder, you know. And that's when I learned I need shin pads. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You just bust them open, man. Shin, shin on shin, you're you're getting you a sober. Tibia, can't you? Well, 
Aye, but you're no, you're no kicking that hard. But still, even just a, like the force you maybe clap your hands at if your shins hit like that, that's, yeah. that's so like, yeah. But yeah, I recommend martial arts to everybody. It doesn't matter what kind of martial arts it is. Hell, boxing, you know. Any form of um, fighting discipline is good. Aye. And there was a boy that was staying with us pretty well. Um, his, he was putting his son in a... His son, he's got three boys. The middle one was getting bullied by this guy. So his big brother went up and he grabbed this boy and he had his hand around his neck and he was just about to start punching him when his dad seen him. He was like, Oi, what are you doing? And he let go of the boy and the boy ran away. And uh, so he's, he put him into boxing training. And he was doing it for about a month. And then the wife, I don't know what happened. She must have seen a fight on telly or some shit, I don't know. Uh, she went nuts. Why, why are you putting him to boxing? Why are you teaching him to fight? You shouldn't be doing that. And he goes, you just answered my question. I'm teaching him to fight. He had a guy, he had a boy around the, the scruff of the neck and he was going to start punching him. How much damage is that going to do? If he squares up to a boy, jabs him a few times in the face, he'll drop, he's going to leave him alone, he's going to walk away, and that'll be the end of it. Aye. If he starts grabbing people and smashing them, there's going to be problems, and he's going to do more damage than he would have if he just gave them a few digs. Which is exactly a yeah. fair point. You teach people to fight, and the first thing you teach you when you're doing martial arts is you do not be the aggressor you know try and get out of there try and get away from yeah, them it's all about self-defense and yeah using their momentum to your advantage oh they're going hell for leather i mean i'll tell you right now taekwondo is not these the street fighting sport you know but they do teach you techniques that can help you in these sort of situations Somebody gets you in a headlock, right? You, their arms round your neck. Best way of dealing with it: drop to the floor, grab their left. Let's say they've got their left arm over you. Drop to the floor, or any leg really. Grab it and push them forward with your shoulder. Straight away, they're falling forward. What they're going? Are they going to keep a hold of you? And smash their face? No, they're going to put their hands out in front of them. Get up, give them a dig in the, the ribs, and then run. Sorted. <laughs> That's. You know, it's the easiest way of dealing with it. Um, but yeah, obviously they teach you all that stuff. Yeah, my um, my dad was a Kung Fu instructor. Oh, aye. Before he passed away. Um, so he did. He, sorry, he was man. black belt. No, sorry. He was a um, black belt second dan in, in Kung Fu. Um, I was never allowed to do it. No? Uh, because of my mum. Uh, right. They, 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 they split up when I was three, so she was like, "I don't need to deal with it." But my dad, he, he sort of taught me at home, um, off the cuff, sort of thing. Uh, uh, I, I was never, I've never graded or anything like that. But he taught, he taught me, he just taught me the basics, and just left it as that. Uh, he, he, he didn't go into great detail on, like you said, um, uh, the patterns and that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "If anyone gets you like this by scruffy neck, you can do this." Weak, weak points of the basic body. Basic self-defense. Yeah, pre pressure points. If you just if you just jab a thumb 
here, they'll go down like a sack of shit. Yeah. Uh, and that's all you really need. But it's um, any form of martial arts or, or even fighting, boxing, UFC, um, it, like you said, it teaches them discipline on how to uh, defend themselves, how to correctly um, hit the opponent so you don't have to yeah. hit them numerous times. If, if you can just hit them once and get them down on the ground, and that's all you need to do. It's a bit like it's a bit like um, shooting. I want uh, to shoot aim shots and 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 don't empty your your magazine into a person. You only need to shoot them once. Yeah. And they're down. Yeah. I'll give you a bit of a weird story. Just sidetrack a little bit here. Um, when we were going to Afghan, we got told a story about uh, there was a guy in a patrol base. He was up in the sanger, up in the tower, and uh, there was a guy running towards. The now this is all to do with justifying why you're shooting somebody, you know your card alpha and all that. So the guy's running towards the camp. This guy in the sanger opens the window, shouts, "Stop!" Then they stop. Fires a one, a few warning shots at this guy. Keeps running. He's like, "Shit, he's a bomber. He's going to blow his cell up." So he emptied. He fired two one shots, so he emptied the 28 rounds that were left in his magazine into the guy, reloaded, fired another 17 rounds, and uh, killed the guy, you know. But mm. when he was asked, why did you keep shooting? He goes, I thought he was going to blow his cell up. Yeah, but you reloaded and kept shooting. He was he was moving. If he can move, he can blow his cell up. <laughs> Yeah, fair one. Uh, I mean, it's, like, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's judging it. If, if three nine eight uh, card alpha says if they're a threat to life or um, property of importance, then they're a threat. Aye. And if they got if they got a thumb on a dead man switch, then they're they're a constant threat. Yeah. Well, it turned out the guy was late for work, and that's why he was running. You know. But that, that's something that that's, that guy's going to have to live with. You know, it's... Moral of the story is, don't be late for work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Five-minute rule, you know. Right past a fucking patrol base with soldiers with itchy fingers. <laughs> yeah. But, um... That's a... Uh, it's, it's a shame that... I mean, I've heard weird stories like that, you know... There was a guy, he was on a, a push bike. And the, Jay, the guy I was telling you about, he uh, he, he was on the, was that a GMG? No, sorry, it was a 50 cal. He was on a 50 cal on top of this vehicle. And they were at this uh, compound and that. And this guy on a push bike kept coming up to the same area, about 100 metres away from him. And uh, he's like, right, he gets on the, the blower. He's like, hey, you know, boss, there's a fucking guy. He's dicking us, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, ah, just seen your message. Sorry, right, mate. Finish your story. Aye. He, uh, what do you call it? He gets, aye. He says, can I fire a warning shot at this guy? And he's like, I did it. So, takes a safety catch off, fires just below him. So, 
it'll hit the ground and it'll splash up and you know hopefully scare him off. That wasn't what happened. <laughs> he, he squeezed the trigger just a little bit and let go, and it fired three rounds. <laughs> oh, God. It was on automatic. Yeah. He'd been in a firefight earlier earlier in the day and never changed it back, and uh, wiped the guy out. Yeah. Why? Because the because the recoil. Well, yeah, because obviously after, after the fir- yeah, fire recall. goes up the way, yeah. 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 So, to be fair, he probably would have tried shooting them later anyway. But you know, it's uh, good fun. That's what that is. Eh? Awesome. So, what's your uh, future prospects? What are you aiming for? Through through what? From from my job or? Well, streaming? yeah, you've told us about your military career. What what's your plans for? streaming and and or do you do youtube and uh, that uh no I, I started off on youtube before i went streaming right um, i find that editing videos takes a long time aye, uh, aye. but for very little reward um oh. I'm, I'm not i'm not streaming for for money and um, what i'd like to do is create a gaming community of like-minded people not just wild players but um in gen- general yeah, game community. Yeah, in PUBG, Fortnite, if you have to really go there. Okay. Um, mainly WoW, mainly WoW. Aye. And um, just have fun. I, my ideal stream would be, every time I come on, there's like 200 people there. And 200 people just chat to me for five or six hours, and I chat to them. And I turn the stream off, and I'm like, brilliant, what a, what a great great night. Um, obviously, one day, I'm in no rush. I've got six years left in my military career. I want to finish my career, get my pension. Right. So I've got six years to get partnered on Twitch. Um, and in and the gold plate um, sort of answer would be once I've finished the military, be a full-time streamer. Right. Uh, like Variety, you know, like Lyric or, or Soda Poppin or something like that. And just play games that I want to play and enjoy. And I'm playing Assassin's Creed at the moment. Oh, uh, at the same time as obviously raiding in WoW, and I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Is there a difficulty setting? There is, yeah. Right, right, okay. Yeah, there's a easy, medium, hard nightmare. Nightmare's my go-to. <laughs> Try it, mate. I mean, I'm on hard, and it fucking hard. Uh, but if you want a, a proper challenge, I don't know if you played God of War. No, I haven't. But I don't have Do a console. Do you know? Um, no. Uh, that would be an issue, but Assassin's Creed you can get on, on PC. Yeah. Um, but the the difficulty on God of War is ridiculous. It's Aye. so hard. Like, <laughs> I had to, I I I didn't do it on the hardest, which is I think it's called Godlike. I did it on the one below, which is what I normally do on games. Right. It's it's, it's, it's normally the hard. It was that hard. I had to dumb it down to medium. Fucking hell. I, I just couldn't do it. It's like you 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 sit in an area. Uh, and all of a sudden you got 15 mobs coming at you and you're like you've got like a basic bitch axe <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to do this so I had to dumb it down a bit but yeah ideally um, finish the military become a full time streamer and just be happy with um, what I do that sort of thing and I'm always at home with the kids and, and the wife and not, what not fair enough that's the way you do it man uh, Six years to do that. The uh, well, good luck. <laughs> I'll watch yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I know you will. Two, two. Do do. 
Nope, nope. That's all I was doing at PeachCon. Every time I had to say, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make next year. No. Cause I'm at, it, it depends. Because if I get this new job, I'm in, I'm in, a, I'm in a classroom for nine months. Wow. Monday to Friday, uh, which means I can't have any time off. Um, but uh, I need to figure that out. It's See, it's like different in our way. Can't really pull a sick here. No. Can I, I've, no that I would, but if I was pulling a sick at my work, I'm at home. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. I can't Whereas, go to Manchester. <laughs> You know, if you're in a barracks or if you're like married quarters, it's, it'd be a bit more difficult to do, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. people know where you live. Aye. Or you can blag being sick, you know, bed it down, but what, you're what? You're not in your house? <laughs> what? Mm. We'll see yeah. what happens next year. See if, it, see if it's in the UK. Obviously, they were talking about America last year, or this year, sorry. Right, okay. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm sure, I'm sure Mike's got a plan. Aye. If you could do it Aye. in Oxford, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> just right, just around the corner. Yeah, you could say the same. If he has it in Edinburgh, that'd be fine. <laughs> well, I know you're a busy man, so we'll call it Aye. there, eh? Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. So it's been a pleasure. Always, always willing to help out, mate. I know you started this new thing. It's, uh, I'll help out anytime. I love it, man. I love it. It's I'll, episode I'll, sh- nine. I'll shout out on my uh, on my Twitter once you've um, made the podcast go live or whatever. Uh, it should. I'll be able to get it sorted tonight because I'm not drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tweet out. Cool. Well, that's Hagscast episode nine. Happy days. I'm going to do number ten. Uh, I'll not do it tonight. I might do it in the morning. I'll do a. Uh, I'll just do it myself, and uh, I'll have my webcam on and a, you know, a rundown of what I've done and where I can improve and stuff like that. Plans for the future. So, oh, uh, that's a good thing. So we've got cut. A fair few guests. So, podcast done. Happy days. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. <laughs>